Chapter 8, verses 19 through 24. Of Catena Aria, commentary in the four Gospels collected out of the works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8, verses 19 and 20. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Augustine. Those who had heard our Lord say, Ye judge after the flesh, showed that they did so, for they understood what he said of his father in a carnal sense. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Meaning, We have heard thee say, I am not alone, but I and the father that sent me. We see thee alone. Prove to us then that thy father is with thee. Theophylact. Some remark that this is said in contumely and contempt to insinuate either that he is born of fornication and knows not who his father is, or as a slur on the low situation of his father, i.e. Joseph, as if to say, Thy father is an obscure, ignoble person. Why dost thou so often mention him? So because they asked the question to tempt him, not to get the truth, Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. Augustine as if he said, Ye ask, Where is thy father? As if ye knew me already, and I were nothing else but what ye see. But ye know me not, and therefore I tell you nothing of my father. Ye think me indeed a mere man, and therefore among men look for my father. But for as much as I am different altogether, according to my seen and unseen natures, and speak of my father in the hidden sense according to my hidden nature, it is plain that ye must first know me, and then ye will know my father. If ye had known me, ye would have known my father also. Chrysostom. He tells them it is of no avail for them to say they know the father, if they do not know the son. Origen. Ye neither know me nor my father, this seems inconsistent with what was said above. Ye both know me and know whence I am. But the latter is spoken in reply to some from Jerusalem, who asked, Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Ye neither know me, is addressed to the Pharisees. To the former persons from Jerusalem, however, he said, He that sent me is true, whom ye know not. You will ask then, how is that true? If ye know me, ye would know my father also. When they of Jerusalem, to whom he said, Ye know me, did not know the Father, to this we must reply, that our Savior sometimes speaks of himself as man, and sometimes as God. Ye both know me, he says, as man. Ye neither know me as God. Augustine, what does this mean? If ye knew me, you would know my father also but I and my father are one. It is a common expression when you see one man very like another. If you have seen him, you have seen the other. You say this because they are so alike. And thus our Lord says, If ye had known me, ye had known my father also. Not that the father is the son, but that the son is like the father. Theophylact. Let the Arian blush. 
For if, as he says, the Son be a creature, how does it follow that he who knows the creature knows God? For not even by knowing the substance of angels does anyone know the divine substance. For as much, therefore, as he who knows the Son knows the Father, it is certain that the Son is co-substantial with the Father. Augustine. This word, perhaps, is used only by way of rebuke, though it seems to express doubt. As used by men, indeed, it is the expression of doubt, but he who knew all things could only mean by that doubt to rebuke unbelief. Nay, even we sometimes say, perhaps, when they are certain of a thing, e.g., when you are angry with your slave and say, Do not you heed me. Consider, perhaps, I am your master. So our Lord's doubt is a reproof to the unbelievers. When he says, Ye should have known, perhaps, my father also. Origin. It is proper to observe that the followers of other sects think this text proves clearly that the God whom the Jews worshipped was not the Father of Christ. For if they say, Our Savior said this to the Pharisees who worshipped God as the governor of the world, it is evident that the Father of Jesus, whom the Pharisees knew not, was a different person from the Creator. But they do not observe that this is a usual manner of speaking in Scripture, Though a man may know the existence of God and have learned from the Father that he only must be worshipped, yet if his life is not good, he is said not to have knowledge of God. Thus the sons of Eli, on account of their wickedness, are said not to have known God. And thus again the Pharisees did not know the Father, because they did not live according to their Creator's command. And there is another thing meant too by knowing God, different from merely believing in Him. It is said, Be still then, and know that I am God. And this, it is certain, was written for a people that believed in the Creator. But to know by believing, and believe simply, are different things. To the Pharisees to whom he says, Ye neither know me, nor my Father, he could with right have said, You do not even believe in my Father. For he who denies the Son has not the Father, either by faith or knowledge. But scripture gives us another sense of knowing a thing, viz. being joined to that thing. Adam knew his wife when he was joined to her. And if he who is joined to a woman knows that woman, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit and knows the Lord. And in this sense the Pharisees neither knew the Father nor the Son. But may not a man know God, and yet not know the Father? Yes, these are two different conceptions. And therefore, among an infinite number of prayers offered up in the law, we do not find any one addressed to God the Father. They only pray to him as God and Lord, in order to not anticipate the grace shed by Jesus over the whole world. Calling all men to the sonship, according to the psalm, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple. Alcun. Treasury. Gazophylactum. Gaza is the Persian for wealth. Phylacterine is to keep. It was a place in the temple where the money was kept. Chrysostom. He spake in the temple magisterially, and now he was speaking to those who railed at and accused him for making himself equal to the Father. Augustine. Great, however, is his confidence and fearlessness. 
it is not possible that he should undergo any suffering but that which he voluntarily undertook wherefore it follows and no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet come some when they hear this think christ to have been under the control of fate but if fate comes from the verb ferai to speak as some derive it how can the word of god be under the control of fate where are the fates in the heavens you say in the course and revolutions of the stars how then can fate have power over him by whom the heavens and stars were made when even thy will if thou exert it aright transcends the stars dost thou think that because the flesh of christ was placed beneath the heavens that therefore his power was subjected to the heavens his hour then had not yet come i e the hour not on which he should be obliged to die but on which he should deign to be put to death origin whenever it is added jesus spoke these words in such a place you will if you attend discover a meaning in the addition the treasury was a place for keeping the money which was given for the honor of god and the support of the poor the coins are the divine words stamped with the likeness of the great king in this sense then let every one contribute to the edification of the church carrying into that spiritual treasury all that he can collect to the honor of god and the common good but while all were thus contributing to the treasury of the temple it was especially the office of jews to contribute his gifts which were the words of eternal life while jesus therefore was speaking in the treasury no one laid hands on him his discourse being stronger than those who wished to take him for there was no weakness in that which the word of god utters bead or thus christ speaks in the treasury i e he had spoken in parables to the jews but now that he unfolded heavenly things to his disciples his treasury began to be opened which was the meaning of the treasury being joined to the temple all that the law and the prophets had foretold in figure appertained to our lord verses twenty one through twenty four then said jesus again unto them i go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins whither i go ye cannot come then said the jews will he kill himself because he saith whither i go ye cannot come and he said unto them ye are from beneath i am from above ye are of this world i am not of this world i said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins for if ye believe not that i am he ye shall die in your sins augustine in accordance with what was just he said that no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come he now speaks to the jews of his passion as a free and not a compulsory sacrifice on his part then said jesus again unto them i go my way death to our lord was returned to the place whence he had come bede the connection of these words is such that they might have been spoken at one place and one time or at another place and another time as either nothing at all or some things or many may have intervened origin but someone will object if this was spoken to men who persisted in unbelief how is it he says ye shall seek me for to seek jesus is to seek truth and wisdom you will answer that it was said of his persecutors 
that they sought to take him. There are different ways of seeking Jesus. All do not seek him for health and profit, and only they who seek him aright find peace. And they are said to seek him aright who seek the word which was in the beginning with God, in order that he may lead them to the Father. Augustine, ye shall seek me then, he says, not from compassionate regret, but from hatred. For after he had departed from the eyes of men, he was sought for both by those who hated and those who loved him, the one wanting to persecute, the other to have his presence. And that ye may not think that ye shall seek me in a good sense, I tell you, ye shall die in your sin. This is to seek Christ amiss, to die in one sin. This is to hate him from whom alone cometh salvation. He pronounces sentence on them prophetically, that they shall die in their sins. Bede. Note, sin is in the singular number, you're in the plural, to express one and the same wickedness in all. Origin. But I ask, as it is said below, that many believed on him, whether he speaks to all present, when he says, Ye shall die in your sins. No, he speaks to those only whom he knew would not believe, and would therefore die in their sins, not being able to follow him. Whither I go, he says, ye cannot come, i.e., there where truth and wisdom are, for with them Jesus dwells. They cannot, he says, because they will not. For had they wished, he could not reasonably have said, ye shall die in your sin. Augustine. This he tells his disciples in another place, without saying to them, however, ye shall die in your sin. He only says, whither I go, ye cannot follow me now. Not preventing, but only delaying their coming. Origin. The word, while still present, yet threatens to depart. So long as we preserve the seeds of truth implanted in our minds, the word of God does not depart from us. But if we fall into wickedness, then he says to us, I go away, and when we seek him, we shall not find him, but shall die in our sin, die caught in our sin. But we should not pass over without notice the expression itself, ye shall die in your sins. If ye shall die, be understood in the ordinary sense, it is manifest that sinners die in their sins, the righteous in their righteousness. But if we understand it of death in the sense of sin, then the meaning is that not their bodies, but their souls were sick unto death. The physician, seeing them thus grievously sick, says, Ye shall die in your sins. And this is evidently the meaning of the words, Whether I go, ye cannot come. For when a man dies in his sin, he cannot go where Jesus goes. No dead man can follow Jesus. The dead praise not thee, O Lord. Augustine. They take these words, as they generally do, in a carnal sense, and ask, Will he kill himself, because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come? A foolish question, for why could they not go where he went, if he killed himself? Were they never to die themselves? Whither I go, then, he says, meaning not his departure at death, but where he went after death. Theophylact. He shows here that he will rise again in glory, and sit at the right hand of God. Origin. May they not, however, have a higher meaning in saying this. For they had opportunities of knowing many things from their apocryphal books or from tradition. 
as then there was a prophetical tradition that Christ was to be born at Bethlehem, so there may have been a tradition also respecting his death, viz. that he would depart from this life in the way which he declares, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. So then the question, Will he kill himself, is not to be taken in its obvious sense, but as referring to some Jewish tradition about Christ. For his saying, I go my way, shows that he had power over his own death, and departure from the body, so that these were voluntary on his part. But I think that they bring forward this tradition which had come down to them on the death of Christ contemptuously, and not with any view to give him glory. Will he kill himself? Say they, whereas they ought to have used a loftier way of speaking, and have said, Will his soul wait his pleasure to depart from his body? Our Lord answers, Ye are from beneath, i.e., ye love earth. Your hearts are not raised upwards. He speaks to them as earthly men, for their thoughts were earthly. Chrysostom, as if to say, No wonder that ye think as ye do, seeing ye are carnal, and understand nothing spiritually. I am from above, Augustine, from whom above, from the Father himself, who is above all. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. How could he be of the world, by whom the world was made? Bede, and who was before the world, whereas they were of the world, having been created after the world had begun to exist? Chrysostom, or he says, I am not of this world, with reference to worldly and vain thoughts. Theophylact, I affect nothing worldly, nothing earthly. I could never come to such madness as to kill myself. Apollarianus, however, falsely infers from these words that our Lord's body was not of this world, but came down from heaven. Did the apostles then, to whom our Lord says below, Ye are not part of this world, derive all of them their bodies from heaven? In saying then, I am not of this world, he must be understood to mean, I am not of the number of you who mind earthly things. Origin. Beneath and of this world are different things. Beneath refers to a particular place. This material world embraces different tracks, which all are beneath, as compared with things immaterial and invisible, but as compared with one another, some beneath and some above. Where the treasure of each is, there is his heart also. If any man then lay up treasure upon earth, he is beneath. If any man lay up treasure in heaven, he is above, yea, ascends above all hearers, attains to a most blissful end. And again, the love of this world makes a man of this world, whereas he who loveth not the world, neither the things that are in the world, is not of the world. Yet is there beyond this world of sense another world in which are things invisible, the beauty of which shall the pure in heart behold, Yea, the firstborn of every creature may be called the world, insomuch as he is absolute wisdom, and in wisdom all things were made. In him, therefore, was the whole world, differing from the material world, in so far as the scheme divested of the matter differs from the subject matter itself. The soul of Christ then says, I am not of this world, i.e., because it has not its conversation in this world. 
Augustine, our Lord expresses his meaning in the words, ye are of this world, i.e., ye are sinners. All of us are born in sin. All have added by our own actions to the sin in which we were born. The misery of the Jews then was not that they had sin, but that they would die in their sin. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. Amongst the multitude, however, who heard our Lord, there were some who were about to believe, whereas this most severe sentence had gone forth against all, ye shall die in your sin, to the destruction of all hope, even in those who should hereafter believe. So his next words recall the latter to hope, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sin. Therefore, if ye believe that I am he, ye shall not die in your sin. Chrysostom. For if he came in order to take away sin, and a man cannot put that off except by washing, and cannot be baptized except he believe, it follows that he who believes not must pass out of this life with the old man, i.e. sin, within him not only because he believes not, but because he departs thence, with his former sins upon him, Augustine. His saying, if ye believe not that I am, without adding anything, proves a great deal. For thus it was that God spoke to Moses, I am that I am. But how do I understand I am that I am? And if ye believe not that I am, in this way, all excellence of whatever kind, if it be mutable, cannot be really said to be, for there is no real to be, where there is uh, not to be. Analyze the idea of mutability, and you will find was and will be. Contemplate God, and you will find is, without possibility of a past. In order to be, thou must leave him behind thee. So then, if ye believe not that I am, means in fact, if ye believe not that I am God, this being the condition on which we shall not die in our sins. God be thanked that he says, If ye believe not, not if ye understand not. For who could understand this? Origin. It is manifest that he who dies in his sins, though he say that he believes in Christ, does not really believe. For he who believes in his justice does not do injustice. He who believes in his wisdom does not act or speak foolishly. In like manner, with respect to the other attributes of Christ, you will find that he who does not believe in Christ dies in his sins, inasmuch as he comes to be the very contrary of what is seen in Christ. End of chapter 8, verses 19 through 24.